Acts 3. Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer in the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. Look at us. Look at me. Focus. Lean forward. Look at God. Focus not on me. Focus all your attention on Jesus. Give God your focus for the next 30 minutes. He gave them his attention. And when he gave them his attention, he expected to receive something from them. You didn't get out of bed, eat your breakfast, travel the distance you did, overcome the arguments in your mind that tried to convince you to stay home and eat buffalo dip and watch television. You didn't, you didn't overcome all of that, right? You, you did it. You got here, right? You got here to receive something from God. You don't, you don't, this, just resolve in your heart now, you're leaving with something. Come on, tell yourself, I'm leaving with more than I showed up with. This is, this is what this lame man, so this man, we know he's about 40 years old. You read on in the text, 40 years old, he was born this way. He was born, how was he born? Lame. He was born paralyzed and stuck. He'd been stuck for 40 years. God's talking. Some of us have been paralyzed and stuck for a long, long period of time. He shows up at the gate. He shows up at an entryway of possibility. And when he gets there, he, he looks at these two men of faith different than he looked at everyone that came before him. And it said he gave, them, he gave them both his attention and he had expectation. As, as lame and stuck as you might be today, I want to appeal to you to give your, your attention fully to God and have expectation to receive something from him before you leave today. Said he had the expectation to receive something from him. And he was lame. He was stuck. And 
And then Peter says, What did he say? Silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. He said, What you want me to support, I'm not giving it to you. You have a condition, and you want me, a man of faith, who believes in the power of possibility, to give you something to further fund and reinforce the impossible situation you've been in for 40 years. I don't have it for you. I don't have that. I don't got that. But what I do have, I do have faith. And, and that I give you freely in the name of Jesus. Took him by the right hand, said, rise up and walk. I want you to know today that God moves most powerfully in our limitations. And our limitations we're faced with our limitations there's nothing more in a believer's life that makes them aware of their limitations than impossible situations there's nothing more in a believer's life that makes them aware of their limitations than being lame for 40 years. And where you and I are limitless, where we're limited, God becomes limitless. Not until the point of where we arrive, where we reach our limit, do we have a moment of surrender and say, God, I trust you now fully. The Bible says he was born this way. You say, man, I, I've been dealing with this. It isn't even mine. I, I've, I, I inherited this. This is, this, is, this is my grandfather. This is my mom, my dad. This, this is where I come from. This is who I am. This is my family dysfunction. This is my situation. This is my circumstance. This is my malady. This is my infirmity. This is my disability. This is my addiction. This is, I was born this way. That's what the, this, is, I was, this is innate. I have no control over it. And the Bible says this. That's okay if you was born that way. You know what the Bible says? Just be born again. You can overcome it. You can overcome it. How can you overcome it? You could just be born again. You know, and when you're born again, you're not, you're not dipped in old. You're not dipped in new, but still the old. No, when you're born again, you're a new creation. You're not the same. You're brand new, man. Like, you're not made of, you're not the same stuff dipped in, in new stuff. No, you, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, created for good works. Now, suddenly, all things become what? Possible. 
There are two, there are two, there are two realms that exist. I want you to see this. There are two realms that exist. There are the, there's the realm that is impossible. And there is the realm over here of the possible. I want you to write down, it is possible. Write it down. It is possible. And what you need to do is tell yourself what it is. But I want you to know that the realm of possibility and the realm of impossibility, they are not the same. And that Jesus does not live in impossibility. He doesn't live here. He only lives in the realm of what's possible for you. And you have a choice to make in your life. Are you going to send child support to what is impossible, or are you going to begin to contribute to what is possible only in Jesus? Now the natural realm, the natural realm wants you to support it. It's impossible. How many, how, many, how many people have had impossible situations? You are in an impossible situation. If that's you, it's all of us. All of us have these situations. Some of them are longer than others, but all of us deal with impossible situations that, that create limitations. But the power, the power now that's available to the believer the power of possibility that's found in limitation is only available to you if you begin to only associate with this realm over here, right? Don't pay no attention to that. That's what I was talking about earlier. The, the power of, of, of what's possible for you is available only in this realm where Jesus is. So whatever it is that God wants to do with you, It'll never be achieved over there in the land of the impossible. It will only be achieved in the realm of possibility. There is a possible, it's possible that you'll be healed today. It's possible that you'll walk out of here today. It's possible that your children will come back to the Lord today. It is possible. But what is impossible, it's only possible though if you, if you exist in that realm. Impossibility wants what you owe it. That's why the man said, that's why the man looked at Peter and John and said, hey, can you fund my impossible circumstance? Impossible situations look for the world's way to, to comfort it, to give it an excuse to live in your life. Impossibility wants you to agree with your condition, and it wants you to empathize with it. It wants you to sympathize with it. It wants you to give yourself an excuse to live in it. And, and, it, it, and it's so common today in our world. It's so common because it's found in this, in this realm. Victimhood lives over here, and it says, I'm a victim, and I deserve to, 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 just, to dwell lame for the rest of my life because I was born this way. And if you surrender to that, you'll never be healed. You'll never be whole. You'll 
always be broken. You'll forever be discontent. You'll forever walk without purpose. But if you'll make a determination today to say, no, all things are possible. They're not possible over here, but they are possible over here where Jesus lived. And if I can just get in this realm, this realm of belief, I can take and I can... I can turn an impossibility into a possibility. And it's possible today. It is possible today. Doesn't matter how long you've been dealing with it. I want you to know it's possible. But it's not possible if if you just keep throwing money, keep supporting it, keep excusing it. It's not possible. You know, Jesus doesn't give us an excuse to stay sick. He doesn't. He doesn't say, aw, you poor baby, I'm so sorry. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say, that's not found. And like, you might think he's like that, but you better read your Bible. That's not what he's like. He looks at you and he says, you have the right to be healed. Now, you better get over there in the land of possibility and get what belongs to you and stop sitting over here in this realm of impossibility because I can't do nothing over here. The only place I can move is when you get over there in the place of possibility. And that's where the, in the place of possibility is where all things become possible to the believer. And you can create. You know you can create a possibility. I want you to know that you can create possibility in your life. You know, the VeggieTales had it right. The VeggieTales were cold. They said, I am a promise. I am a possibility. I am a promise with a capital P. I'm a great big something of potentiality. And I am learning to hear God's voice and something. I forget the word. Hey, and I'm trying to be everything you promised me. The VeggieTales had it right. You're a possibility. It is possible. The VeggieTales were telling the truth, man. You are a possibility. Nothing's impossible with God. All things are possible. But you can't. And, and I love that Peter and, and, and John said, I'm not going to work harder on your problems than you are. I don't have what you're asking for, but I got faith. And I want you to know today, child of God, son, daughter of God, if you got faith, you got enough, man. If you got faith in Jesus, you got enough. Because faith plus Jesus equals possibility. Faith plus Jesus equals possibility. All things become possible. You just take a little bit of faith. It don't even take that much. You just take a little bit of it, man. And you sprinkle a little bit, you sprinkle a little bit of that, 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 that faith on Jesus, you sprinkle a little bit of substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Substance of things hoped for, evidence of things, I don't see it yet. I don't feel it yet. But I got faith to believe for it. And if I just get to the place where Jesus is, man, if I just get to the gateway of my promise, I can receive what he has for me. And it's a possibility that you're going to leave different than you came in. Just, just use faith. So I want to talk to you about creating a possibility. Four ways to create a possibility. Four ways. The first way is you've got to give God what you don't have. He said, I don't have that. Give that to God. Give that to God, man. Give what you don't got to God. And watch 
Imagine, imagine if Peter and John walked to church that day with a pocket knotted up full of $100 bills. Imagine if they came to the gate. They didn't have it. And, and so often, so often we're upset by what we don't have. Come, 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 come with me. So often we are distraught, we are troubled, we are worried about what we don't have. But it was what they did not have that God used to provoke a miracle for the man at the gate. So I'm here to tell you that, that a lot of times when you're frustrated, a lot of times when you're worried and concerned, and you say, I don't have this or that, I don't have it. If you just surrender to God what you don't have, he said, man, that's exactly what I've been waiting for, for you to give me what you don't have. And when you give God what you don't have, he gives you what he has. I'll get, you, you come from impossibility now in the possibility. He said, man, he said, the little boy with the fish in the loaves, he said, we don't got much. God was like, good, I don't need much. I just need what you don't got. I got what you don't got. Give me what you don't have. This is what God says. And if you'll just give God, surrender to God, your impossibilities. Come on, everyone has them. Just surrender to God. He said, God, I don't know how you're going to heal me, but I know you will. God, I know you're going to touch my, my son or daughter's heart. I don't know how you're going to do it. I, I, but I know you will. God, I know you will. I know you're going to do it. Surrender to God what's out of your control. He said, God, I can't heal my daughter. She's got this situation, this medical situation. And God said, just surrender to me your impossibility. I, he is, he's, he's the greatest at taking impossibility and turning them into possibilities. Just surrender to God what? You don't have. Secondly, you got to get around possibility people. You know a possibility person. You know why? I'll tell you how you know a possibility person. Because possibility people refuse to make the condition of hell more comfortable for you. <laughs> yeah. Now this hurts a little bit. You get around some, some people of faith and they won't let you empathize and sympathize with your condition. They will challenge you and say, no, has not the word declared over your life? I know this is your circumstance, but that is not who God made you to be. And they won't allow you to make excuses to be less than what God paid for you to be. They'll challenge the, the very, they'll challenge the very uh, wheelchair you're sitting in and say, I know that's been the situation up to this point, but we're not going to allow the situation up to this point to determine the rest of your life. We're going to believe for faith. We're going to believe for more. We're going to challenge you to say, no, no, you're not where God has you yet, but you are going to reach that place in Jesus' name. You know, uh, possibility people, they, they're interesting. Possi possibility people, they, uh, they won't fund impossibility. They won't fund it. It's time for the church to stop funding impossibility. Oh, I'm going to make you uncomfortable here in a few minutes. You have got to stop rationalizing things, church. Stop compromising things. Either it's true or it's not. Not. 
And I'm not telling you you got to arrive at the doorpost of my faith, but I am telling you you must not abandon faith altogether and just start operating like the world and expecting it to put out the results of the kingdom. That's not how this works. He said, line upon line, precept upon precept. He said, I've given you a measure of faith. You got to use that measure of faith I gave you until it turns into something more. Now, I can't use that. You got to stop compromising and rationalizing. You you got to stop sending money to your situation. Stop sending child support to the realm of impossibility. You raising and it's like it's like we say, no, I'm a man of faith. I'm a I'm a woman of faith, and then and then we live our our lives in private in support of our circumstance and situation. There has to be a point, there has to be a moment where we just say enough's enough. I'm not living in this realm anymore. I'm going over there to the land of possibility and I'm not coming out. I don't care what my circumstance looks like. I don't care how long I got to live over there looking the way I do, but I'm not going to settle and I'm not going to compromise the word of God to fit my scenario. I'm not about to just compromise everything in the Bible just because life ain't looking like what I think it should look like for me in this moment. Now, it takes a lot of courage, but you got to get yourself around some people with courage that will look you in the eye and tell you that's sin. That is not what the Bible says. That will let you know when you're, when you're abandoning your character of God for your life, they will yank you back by the neck and say that is not who you are supposed to be. You're living in the land of doubt. You're, 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 smooth. You're, you're sliding over into the realm of impossibility where you're becoming a victim. And I won't let you become a victim because you're not a victim. You're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. You are nothing like a victim. You are always winning. You never lose. You always win. You might not have won yet, but the battle is not over. So don't stop fighting. That's, those are possibility people. And you got to get away from impossibility, impossibility people. You know the whiners and the complainers and the always making excuses for why they, they rationalize and compromise and sin in their life. And, you know, they, you know, they do a little more of, you know, the, the indulgences. That you got to get away from those people. They'll, 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 have a, they'll have a problem for every solution you present. They will. They will. You know how you identify impossibility people? They're cynical. They're bitter. They define tomorrow by yesterday's weather. Their life presented these things in their life, so they say your life is going to present exactly what mine has. Those are impossibility people. you got to get away from those people. The people who said you can never be greater than me, or they don't say it with their language, but they say it, they say it, you know, passive-aggressively. They go, well, you know, look at him trying to do big stuff over there. You know, look at Mr. Big Britches over there, you know, trying to, trying to do bigger than where he came from. That's what they'll say about you, you know. And, 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 and those impossibility people, they walk a certain way. They talk a certain way. It's very, it's, it's very earthly. It's very carnal. It's very worldly. It looks a lot like the government, you know. I'm not an impossibility person, so you, you can get mad at me, but I'm not. I don't care nothing about the left or the right. I care about the kingdom, brother. I care about it. You got to get away from those impossibility people. They're, they're destroying your destiny. There's a promise that God has for you. There's a possibility, but, but they keep pulling you back. So you got to get around some possibility people. I mean, possibility people preach the grown-up gospel. 
Don't they? Yes. Don't they? All the, all, the, all the elders in the house say, yep, they do. They preach the grown-up gospel. And there's no blab it and grab it and, you know, confess it and have it stuff. It's a, it's a, it's a compound effect gospel. It's a like, so today, pray today. So today, pray today. So today, pray today. So today, pray today. 30 years later, say to the, so today, pray today. So today, pray today. And then one, and then, and, and then, and then in a moment, suddenly now there's success. It's called the compound effect. Just consistent, just consistency over long periods, small, incremental, consistent, you know, moves of faith over long periods of time suddenly turn into to these exponential moments of faith where it appears as if it happened in a moment, but it didn't. It happened over long periods of time. That's the grown-up gospel. That's the grown-up the grown gospel says, man, you got to get a job. You got to work hard. You got to go after it. You got to do everything you can do. You got to live like it all depends on you and pray like it all depends on God. But you got you to gotta hustle. You got to work. And that doesn't, that doesn't jive well with today's society. Today's society says sit at home and collect a paycheck from the government. But the Bible tells you to go to work. I just want you to know, the Bible says to get your behind to work. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. The Bible says a man reaps what he sows. He said, that's the Bible talking. That's the grown gospel for you. So you got to get around those type of people who will tell you exactly what you need to hear. They have words fit in season for you and they won't compromise and they won't water them down they'll be kind they'll be full of grace but they'll tell you they'll just tell you man hey you know God has more this ain't it and I want you to know, that, you know most of us settle for way less than God has for us because what he has for us costs a lot more than what we're willing to sacrifice it means sacrificing Friday nights it, mean, it, means, it means putting down, you know, it means holiness. It means separation. It, it, it means walking the narrow path when everybody else is running down the big path. It means devotion. It means prayer. It, it means consecration. You got to get around some ability people. And third, you got you to develop a mindset of success. Your mind is, you know, it's a mindset, it's thoughts. You have to develop thoughts of success. When Peter and John looked at him, he said this, look at us. Look, look here. What was he doing? He was refocusing his attention from the impossible situation he was in. And I want you to look, look here. Look at what God wants for you. Focus all your attention on the possibility that it's not going to be the same way it was yesterday. It's not going to be the same way it was yesterday. Stop determining your tomorrow by what happened to you because of yesterday. I don't care what happened to you in church yesterday. So what? So what? So what? Is Jesus not resurrected? Is he not king and Lord? Like, come on. Stop living in the bitterness and the offense of what happened to you yesterday. Mindset of success. I don't even know what this expression is worth. It's not worth anything. You know, I'll tell you that. This is science. I wanted to say this is science, but what does that even mean anymore? You know, this is science. This is, this is biblical. 80% of your success 
comes from your mindset. 20% comes from your ability. Statistically speaking, right? Which means this. If you can fix your thoughts, you don't have to be that good in your ability. (laughs) There's a whole lot of people out there right now with way less ability but a better mind. And the people who have the better mind, if you improve your attitude, your aptitude is, is basically doesn't even matter. Because I can't fix your attitude. I can, I can train you. So we spend most of our time, what? Fixing our aptitude. We, we want to we hone ourselves in our ability. We want to become better, smarter, more intelligent. We, be, we want our craft to be excellent. So we spend all of our time. We spend 80% fixing our ability. When statistically, if your ability, your ability could be 80%, like you could, you could be killing it in your ability. And, you, and then your attitude be 20%, you'll fail. That means there'll be some schmuck with your job who hasn't, doesn't even have the ability but got a better attitude. I just, you got, I mean, I want to sit here for a minute. I want you to grab this. This is why your attitude, your mindset matters. That you believe. That you believe this stuff. Like, if you, if you don't develop a mind of belief, but only an ability, I don't even want to put people out. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to say, a re- I got rebuked in the first service where, the Lord was like, don't say that about that dude. <laughs> but in your mind, think like this. You know some professional athletes out there that think they can more than they can. Oh, you got it? You got it? There's a lot of people that that if you think you can, <laughs> I know it's cold-blooded, right? Why you got to do that to him, man? You got to kind of put him out like that. I didn't even say it, guys. All right? I'm just saying, there are people out there who've been, who've been gassed up enough to believe they can, and guess what? They are. They got the bag. They're making commercials. They're doing all of this stuff, and they don't, they're not even that good. I want you to know you're that good. And, and you have the Bible to, to, to fix your mindset. It's time to fix your mindset. And when I was talking earlier about starting your own business, I, could, I saw the whole room pull back like, man, he, this dude, that's impossible. I'm telling you that is totally possible if you get out of this realm. You got to get over into that realm, into the realm of possibility. You got to fix your belief. How do you fix a belief? Faith, you fix it by faith. Now, it's not going to go away overnight. Like, like, what you think about yourself is really hard to undo in your brain. I, I've done it over time, but it takes a long time to overcome family dysfunction. I want you to know, it's real deal business, buddy. It takes a long time to undo poverty in your mind. 
Poverty is not in your pockets. Poverty is in your mind. There are billionaires who go broke all the time. But their mind, in their mind, they are a billionaire. And you know what they materialize because in their mind they're a billionaire? They come back from poverty. They, want, they can't live in, in poverty because they're a billionaire in their mind. They're not a billionaire in their pocket. They're a billionaire in their mind. And as long as you're a billionaire in your mind, you will always overcome your deficiencies. And so whatever it is you're struggling with, you got to fix it here before you can fix it here. You know, how, you, know how it, you know how easy it is to lose weight once you fix your mind? I tell you that as, you know, a recovering donut eater. You know what I'm saying? It, you, knew, you knew we weren't getting out of this meeting without talking about donuts. But you know how hard it is to, to like, look at a stack of donuts because I could put away a good two dozen donuts without even, you give me a cup of coffee and two dozen donuts, it's a wrap, yeah. But you can't, you can't deal with your waistline until you deal with your mind line. And, you, and, and, and the way you do it, the way you correct your beliefs, you gotta correct your beliefs, and the way you do that is faith. It's faith. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How did that man, how did he overcome his situation? Later in the chapter, you can read it later, they take him by the hand, and, and everybody's like, everybody starts hating on him. He's walking around, jumping, dancing, skipping, and I want you to know, like, that's, that, that's God's end for you. Like, this, this, this moment of joy where you're set free from, from like, the impossibility. And, and you'll know you're set free because when you're set free, captives who are set free express it. They, you mean, I mean, you jump, you dance, you're like, whoo, I am set free. Later on in the chapter, he, 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 he's set free, and all the haters get upset. That's, that's number one. You know you're in faith when the people around you who you thought loved you and who you thought supported you. And it's, don't get mad at them. Just know that comes with the territory of success. Just know the haters come with it. When you got, the more hate, I love haters. Haters are so inspirational to me. Like when they start hating, I'm like, I must be on to something. Let me keep, let me go harder now, you know. And they say, they say you, know, you know how this man was healed? By faith in the name of Jesus. You know how you fix your beliefs? By faith in the name of Jesus. That's how you fix your beliefs. And, you, and it doesn't happen just one time. It's reinforced. You, you fix your thoughts one thought at a time. Thought comes into my mind, I take the thought captive, I replace it with a God thought. Another thought comes into my mind, I take that thought. I will not allow thoughts to come in my mind that are not in agreement. I challenge every thought, and you got to start challenging every thought, every thought of doubt, every thought of negativity, every thought of, of failure, every thought of shame. you got to start checking them in. And, and for, for too many of us, we're giving the enemy just, just free, free territory to run, run around in. And, and it's true. Your thoughts create your success or failure. So create your belief. How do you create your belief? Faith in the name of Jesus. Faith in the name of Jesus. Hope in the name of Jesus. That's how you fix your belief. A broken belief, that's how you fix it. You have to have faith. Listen, 
for all you rational thinkers, all you smart people. I'm not smart. I'm, I'm, thank God I'm not smart. <laughs> because because smart people struggle. They think, they think their thoughts can unriddle this, their success. But I'm, I just like, I am not smart enough, so just, I trust you. <laughs> you know, when, when, when the pandemic hit, I was like, oh, this is bad. I don't, I don't know, this is an impossible situation. $250,000 worth of payables laying on there. The, you know, the, the enemy banging at the door of the church. I'm like, I will be the guy forever known as the one who ruined the legacy of church on the North Coast. I don't, I don't mean to put that weight on you, but that's the weight I felt. That's the weight I felt, and it was so, so real to me. I thought, I thought I lived in the realm of impossibility for about a week, like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? And then I watched, then, I, then I'm just like, you know what? No, man, I'm about to fight by faith in the name of Jesus. And I just, I just said, all right, let's get it. I was made for, you know, because whenever, like, you ain't going to push me without me pushing you back. You know what I mean? That's just, oh, you want to fight? All right, let's fight. Let's go. You know, and so... I got fists like bricks, man. My heart don't pump Kool-Aid, all of that. Let's go. And, and so I was like, let's make it, you know? And so we started, we got to fighting. And, 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 and what I was, you know, all by faith, not violent. I'm not, you know, that's just how we talked in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I watched God wipe out a stack of debt miraculously miraculously, I watched God just prove himself. I watched God turn an impossible situation into all things are possible to those who believe. Into a Mark 11, I just watched, give me that scripture, Mark 11. Mark 11 says this, I want you to see this. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I watched this scripture come to life in the, in the realm of possibility. In a week, 250,000 wiped out. Suddenly what I saw, I thought was gonna, you know, in that realm, I saw it destroying the work of the ministry, but in this realm, I saw it strengthening the ministry. I saw the hearts of God's people growing stronger and stronger and stronger. I saw resoluteness in the body once again. I saw conviction return to the, to the congregation. All of a sudden, I saw people like, no, I'm not surrendering my faith. It is by faith that I live. The life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave his life up for me. And I watched it. I, watched, I just watched God turn it all around in the realm of possibility and so lastly to, to create a possibility you have to position yourself at the entry point of possibility you got to position yourself We've gotten so good at positioning ourselves worldly. You know, we got all these networks in the world, you know, professionally. If you're in the real estate market, you got a network of real estate agents. If you're in, you know, the banking industry, you got a network of, you know, in the banking industry. If you're, you know, in the stock market, you got that. If you're, and, you, and there's these networks of, uh, of, of, you know, of people that you that you begin to rely on. But what happens in this realm of possibility is that when 
when impossibility comes, you've, you've got to get to the gate, the gateway, the entry point of possibility. And, and at this entry point, there is this, there's this choice to be made. They come, it's interesting to me that they take this lame man and they lay him right in the doorway. They put him in a doorway. Which tells me, like, you had a choice. You had a choice. Because they put you where you told them to put you. And you said, put me right in the gate. Put me right, right between impossible and possible. Put me right in the middle of what's possible, but so far away, so far, I mean the distance is either, you're either this close, or you're a gazillion miles away to Mars away. You think about being in the, where they put him, and that's where we are today. I want you to know that's where you are today. You've got a choice to make. But you, you mean, thank God you're in the gate. Thank God you positioned yourself in the gate, in the proximity of the person of Jesus. I mean, you had, like, your spirit knows enough. Your carnal man knows enough to keep you just far enough away to where it doesn't transform your life so much so that it wrecks you, right? Like, like your carnal man says, don't go all the way in. Stay in the gate. Your spirit man says, just go to the gate. If you just get to the gate, Jesus says, I am the door. Jesus said, I'm the door to my sheep. If your spirit knows that Jesus is the door, so your spirit convinced, they had a, your, your spirit and your carnal man had a, a, a carnal agreement. The, the, your carnal man said, hey, let's agree to just put ourselves in the gate. Let's give, let's give ourselves a fighting chance. They, they compromise. And many of us live in this position where we're in between the impossible or possible. And we ebb and flow. Some days we're on this side of the threshold. Some days we come back on this side and we're like, no, I like this life. I'm living a little bit too much. I'm going to stay over here on this side of the, of the threshold. And then, and then life gets real. When hell breaks loose and you can't walk and you're tired of sitting in the same stuff all day, you're like, man, I got to get over here a little closer to the presence of Jesus where all things are possible. So you, cr you cross over the threshold. But it's interesting to me that it's your choice. It's your choice. The man had a choice to make. He had a choice. He said, he said, listen, you can live in this condition for the rest of your life or by faith in Jesus, you can get up, leave this place, and never come back. The choice is yours. Today with me. Stand to your feet. Today with me.
The choice is yours. Just like the lame man, you have a choice you must make today. Young, old, in faith, out of faith, impossible situation, possible, no matter where you are in the spectrum of your faith, no matter where you are culturally, no matter, no matter where you are, you are at the gate. Jesus is the entry point of the realm of possibility. And now it's up to you today to choose. It's a choice. You can choose. Now, now I want you to know there's no middle ground. Right? And I want you to know that it doesn't happen the other way. That it must happen in your heart before it happens to your feet. Do you want a circumstances in your life to change? If you want to live this life of yours in hope, in joy, in freedom, if you want to walk through life the rest of your days skipping and jumping and full of joy and celebration, the choice is yours. But it is your choice. And today is the day to make a decision. And it's not, it's not like, do you believe in Jesus or don't you? Truly, you wouldn't be at the gate if you didn't. Do you believe in Jesus? The choice is this. We cross the line into the realm of possibility, never to return to the realm of impossible. We cross it today. Will you make the decision today to say, I'm not thinking impossible anymore. I'm not supporting impossible anymore. I don't want to be around impossible thinkers anymore. I am done with the life of impossible. I'm done living stuck and lame. I'm done living paralyzed. I'm done living in this condition. I am finished. If that's you today, and you say, I'm crossing over, into the realm of all things possible. Maybe not today, but tomorrow. Maybe the day after that. Maybe the day after that. And I'm going to live in the realm of possibility until I cross over into the glory of, of, of where I know that the streets are paved with glory and, and gold and, and I know that I'm made whole. Like I'm not letting go of it. I'm going to live over there and I'm never to return over here. If that's you, every head bowed, every eye closed, say, that's me. If that's me, it's me, man. It's me, man. It's me. I, I don't want to live lame, stuck anymore, and whatever happened to me yesterday, I don't want to forecast tomorrow because of where I come from yesterday. I am done living that life. I'm done living in the threshold. I'm, I'm now walking through the gateway, the entry point of all things possible. His name is Jesus. I'm holding on to him, and I'm never letting go. I, I, I just got to get to you, Jesus, and I know you're not found over there. I know you're found in the realm of the possibilities, and so I'm, I'm walking in lands of possibilities, lands of possibilities of promotion and favor and blessing and goodness and strength and, and victory. I, I'm just done, God. I, I am undone. I want to live in the realm of all things possible for the rest of my days. That's me. Come on, just lift your hands up. Both of them up to the heavens. Say, God, that's me. 
God, that's me. I want to live in all things possible. I want to live by faith in Jesus' name. I'm going to live by faith in Jesus' name. If you're here today and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, you've never fully surrendered your heart, pray this prayer with me, Lord Jesus. I ask you to forgive me my sin. Come into my heart. I repent. I change my way of thinking, which changes the direction I travel in towards you. Take my life now. Make this world, make this world, God, better for your name. Use my life. Destroy the works of the devil. In Jesus' name. Do me a favor, do me a favor. I want you to reach your hand into your pocket. I want you to reach your hand into your pocket. And ladies, if you don't have a pocket, just kind of like play along, you know, like you got one. You know? and, and the next time an impossible situation comes to you, I want you to remember what we're doing here. I want you to almost go through this practice when, when, when the doctor says what the doctor says. Or, or, you know, the circumstances suddenly defy your promise and the possibilities of God for your life. I want you to stand in front of, you know, I want you to say, man, man, I, I silver and gold, I don't have. But I got faith. And I have Jesus. And, 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 and by faith, in the name of Jesus. I'm going to walk out of this. I'm coming through this. I'm not getting stuck in this. I'm not getting paralyzed by this. I'm coming out on the other side in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Altar ministers are coming forward. Altar ministers are going to make their way forward. If you want prayer today, if you need prayer today, we want to pray for you. If you need a word from God today, we want to pray for you. And uh, we just want you to know we love you. I pray you were blessed and encouraged today. I pray you were strengthened and empowered. God bless you. Live right. Love everybody. Pray hard. We'll see you this Wednesday. God bless you as you go.